there would not be a hearse that ever rolls by. Because sin came, and because sin came, death came. And so here we are suffering in the day that which we live because of the appearance of Satan in the garden. He's appeared. He's appeared many ways and in many forms since the beginning of time. As a matter of fact, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 11 and 14, he said, And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. If you think you're going to find him running around in a red suit with a pitchfork, you're exactly wrong. He's going to show up, and he's going to lie, and he's going to make it look good, and he's going to try to question you, just like he did Adam and Eve. But you better beware, and you better be... You better be aware of his devices. Don't be ignorant of what the devil is trying to do. He comes, the Bible said, Paul said, it's no marvel for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. He's going to show up everywhere he can in your life. And he's going to paint you a picture that is always a lie. Let me tell you what he does. He tries to tell you how good it is to sin. How good it is to partake of the things of the world. How good it is to go to this place or to that place. He never shows you the end results. Hear me now. He never, never shows you the end results. He will show you only the right now. He will never show you eternity. Everybody said amen. So the Bible calls him several things. Ephesians 2 and 2 said, Wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. That's what he calls Satan. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. Paul called him the prince of the power of the air. And I believe that. In 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4, the Bible said, In whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Here he is called the God of this world. So he is the prince of the power of the air. And He is the God of this world. He's not my God, but He's the world's God. Everybody said Amen. He's not our God. Our God is greater than their God. Boy, I wish I had time to go back in the Old Testament and show you what happened when they built their idol gods. And when the Ark of the Covenant showed up. And how that their gods crumbled, and their gods tumbled, and their gods couldn't stand up to the power of our God. Let me tell you about our God. He is the Most High God. Let me tell you about my God. He's omniscient and omnipresent. He is all and all. Hallelujah. He's omnipotent. There is no God like my God. The Bible in Matthew chapter 6 
and Matthew chapter 13, and in 1 John 20, or 1 John 2, the Bible called him the wicked, or the evil one. In Matthew 13, it called him our enemy. In John chapter 8, the Bible called Satan a murderer. In Revelation chapter 20, it called him a deceiver. In Matthew chapter 9, it called him Beelzebub, prince of demons. In John chapter 12, it called him the ruler of this world. There's all kind of names and all kind of things that have been hung up on the devil. The Bible said that he is a liar. Somebody say he's a liar. The Bible said he's not only a liar, but he is the father of every lie. So what I've come to tell you on this Wednesday night is that you have an enemy. He's still on the war path. He's still doing his best to destroy the creation of God. He's still fighting against the kingdom of God. You, ladies and gentlemen, have a personal enemy. The devil is going to show up in your path when you try to live for God. Somebody told me just a few days ago, she said, you know, it was amazing when I was just kind of moving along and idling along that, that I, I didn't have any opposition. But since I started praying and since I started fasting and since I started getting close to God, it seems like the devil is showing up in my path every day. Exactly right. I would to tell you he will fight you and he will war against you every day of your life. Somebody say amen. The devil even shows up at church. Now, now don't look down the, the bench and say, oh yeah, they're by me. he's by me tonight. The devil, the Bible said in Job chapter 1, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord. And listen what it said. John chapter 1 verse, excuse me, Job chapter 1 verse 6. It said, and Satan came also among them. Don't you think Satan don't show up at church? But I'll tell you how to get rid of him with an old-fashioned prayer beat. I'll tell you how to drive him out of these doors. Ah, oh, you'll be here Sunday. I'm going to tell you about it. With old-fashioned praise and worship. Hallelujah. He can't stand it when we start lifting up Jesus. He can't stand it when somebody starts praying in faith. Hallelujah. He can't stand it when somebody starts calling on the name that is above every name. Is anybody with me tonight? He shows up at church. Let me tell you what he does. He loves it when you won't lift your hands. He loves it when you won't clap and praise God. He loves it when there's no worship in your voice. He loves it when you get mad at the preacher. He loves it when you, when you get bitter about things that are happening around you. Let me tell you, he shows up and he does his best to cause you to notice everything but God in a service. He show, oh, you're going to love me now. I'm going to preach a little bit. Welcome to Wednesday night. He loves it when all you do is play on a cell phone. If you got yours out right now, you might want to put it up. He loves it when all you're doing is playing with kids in church. 
He loves it when he can distract you by everybody around you and get you to notice everybody's hairdo and everybody's way of dressing and everybody. Let me tell you, that's the devil's business. Somebody said, I don't believe the devil comes to church. Oh, yes, he does. Oh, yes, he does. And sometimes, sometimes it's hard to get him out of here. Well, amen. You see, he's not just an enemy that's, that's sitting back and, 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 and just waiting and watching and no, no, the Bible said he's like a roaring lion. He's walking around every day seeking whom he may divide. He's looking constantly for an opening. He don't care if it's at church or wherever it's from. If he can get your feelings hurt at church, that's exactly what he wants. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The will of God is for us to come into this building and to worship our way into the presence of God and watch him hightail it out those doors because somebody gets a hold of the power and the authority of the Almighty God. Amen. We need to rebuke him tonight. We need to tell him to get out of our path tonight. You see, when there's a dead service, it's cause the devil showed up. When people aren't praying, it's cause the devil showed up. When people aren't worshiping, it's because the devil showed up. Because he wants to smother every bit of that. Let me tell you, he can't stand a red hot revival. He can't stand a fired up preacher. He can't stand the saint that's on fire for God. He can't stand an apostolic prayer meeting. He can't stand the healing. He can't stand worship. He can't stand any of it. But thank God for the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. Come on, let's give God some praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 I don't feel like worship. Worship anyway. I don't feel like praying. Pray anyhow. I don't feel like standing. Stand anyway. I don't feel like lifting my hand. Do it anyway. We're in war here. We're in spiritual warfare, whether you believe that or not. You say, well, I don't know if I believe all that. Let me tell you something. If Satan tried to tempt Jesus, he'll try to get to you. And that's exactly what he did. Have you ever read in Mark chapter 4? Let me just take a moment to read a little bit. Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 10. The Bible said, then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. And when he had fasted forty days and forty nights, he was afterward and hungered. Now I want to I want to pause for a minute. I believe this was probably the weakest moment of Jesus in his earthly ministry, in his body. Not in his spirit, but in his body. That's why, listen to me right now, when you fast, you have to pray. Because when you do without food, your body is weak. The Bible said he had just fasted 40 days and 40 nights. And he was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If... Thou be the Son of God. Command that these stones be made bread. Now let me tell you something. That was the temptation for Jesus. He can turn water into wine. 
He could feed 5,000 with a few loaves and fishes. He can create food if he wants food. And so what the devil was doing, he was tempting him and he said, I want you to, if you, if you're really the son of God, why don't you make these stones bread? Why don't you just make it something you can eat? And he answered and said, it is written. Somebody in this room shouted, it is written. This is what Jesus said. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then, then the devil taketh him up unto the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give His angels charge concerning thee, and in thy hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. Jesus said unto him, Here it is again. Somebody shout it with me. It is written. He said it is written again. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Let me read on in verse 8. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, he saith unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said, saith unto him, Get thee hence, Satan, for... Come on, he said with me, it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Now here are three times that the devil tempted the Lord in the weakest moment of his humanity upon this earth. But every time, not one time, every time, the Lord used what I'm holding in my hand right now. He said, it's in the book. It's already written. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if the Lord can use this, so can I. If the Lord can use this in a tempting moment, so can you. And I've come to tell you the way to defeat the enemy is when he comes knocking on your door. You just say, devil, I've got the Word of God. I'm walking by faith faith. I'm living by the Word of God. I've come to tell you, devil, the Lord can heal my body. I've come to tell you that He, His stripes at Calvary was for the healing of this old boy. I've come to tell you, devil, that you're a liar because it's in this book. I've come to tell you that you don't have any power over my God because it's in this book. Is anybody believe tonight that you can take the Word of God and defeat the devil at his own game. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house tonight. Jesus used the Word of God and you got to use it too. That's why this Word is so vital and so important to us. Did you hear me? That's why this word is, this is more important than the newspaper. This is more important than any magazine you'll ever pick up. 
This is more important than any book of fiction. This is the Word of God. In this book, there's power to defeat the enemy. Let me tell you, when you start quoting Scripture to the devil, he gets nervous. Because he knows that he was defeated by the Almighty, by the Word of God, and you can defeat him by the Word of God. Hallelujah. When you start saying it, and believing it, and reading it, and talking it, and speaking it in faith, I want to tell you the devil can't stand that, because he hates the Word of God. The, the Word of God don't just tell about the history of the devil. It tells about the future of the devil. Amen? When he starts, you've heard me say this many times, when he starts reminding you your past and lying to you, why don't you just take this book and flip over and start reading to him in the book of God where he's bound and he's cast into the lake of fire for eternity. When he reminds you of your past, why don't you remind him of his future? It's already written. It's already, I know how the story ends. I know what's in this book. That's why you gotta put the Word of God in your heart. Because when the devil comes knocking, you gotta have a defense. You are no defense for the devil. Did you hear me? You yourself are no defense against the devil. You can't handle him by yourself. Go read about the seven sons of Sheba in the book of Acts. Go read about that. When they decided they was going to take the devil down. And the devil whipped them on, tore the clothes off of them. And you know what they said? Paul we know, and Jesus we know, but who are you? You better have a relationship with God. And you better know what's in the Word of God. Come on, somebody. It's Wednesday night Bible study. You see, here's the desire of the devil. Luke twenty two thirty one said, The Lord looked at Simon, Simon Peter, and he said, Simon, Simon, Satan had desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. It is his desire to sift you as wheat, to destroy you. Simon, in John 10, verse 10, we've read the scripture, we've talked about it, I've quoted it hundreds of times. The Bible said, the thief cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. But the Lord said, the devil, he's come, your enemy, he's come. He's come to steal from you, he's come to kill you, he's come to destroy you. Simon! The, the devil has has desired to sift you as wheat. Somebody in this room needs to hear me tonight. He will not be satisfied until he leaves you empty and dead and dying by the side of the road of life. He will take your children. He will destroy your finances. He will destroy your marriage. He will take your health. He will take your wealth. He will make you bitter. He will put evil spirits in you. I'm here to tell you tonight, the devil is up to no good in your life. Say, so why are you preaching like that? Because I don't know if you believe this or not. It's an everyday affair. It's an everyday battle. It's an everyday war. This don't just happen every once in a while. 
If you're trying to live for God, you better have your sword in your hand and your shield upon upon you and bread or, or put on the breastplate of righteousness the helmet of salvation and loins you, you, uh, gird your loins with truth and have the sword of the spirit and the shield of faith and shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace because it's a war you say well I don't know if he has any power he has power the devil has power he has power Here's what the devil can't do, though. You've heard me preach this. I want you to grab it. If, if you don't get anything else, get this tonight. There's three things that God is that the devil is not, and it makes a difference. First of all, the devil is, omni, is not omnipresent, but God is. Do you know what that means? That means while God is in this place on this Wednesday night, he's in New York City. He's in Los Angeles, California. He's in Beijing. He's in Australia. He's in Israel. He's wherever you want to go. God is everywhere. Everybody say omnipresent. The devil's not omnipresent. He's just a fallen angel. He don't have that attribute. He can't be all places at all times. He can send angels. He can send demons. I never, I never told you to do this, but if you get a chance, you ought to go find the book called This Present Darkness. It's a book of fiction, but it's a book of truth. Because this present darkness tells about how the demons of hell are, are set out over cities. And, and you know as well as I do, there are some cities in America, there's, there's demons over all cities. But there's some cities in America that are bound by certain things. And it's because certain demons and spirits have been sent over those cities. Y'all don't believe that, do you? Some of you don't believe that. You don't believe it. I, oh, no, 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 no. You better go study that. So the devil is not omnipresent, and the devil is not omniscient. Everybody say omniscient. Anybody know what that means? That means all-knowing. That means God is omniscient. God knows the thoughts of your mind, the hairs on your head, he knows the intent of your heart. God knows He ain't got much counting to do with me. I know what you're thinking. But He knows everything. He knows everything about everybody in this world. He knows all things. He is omniscient. I want you to hear me now. He knows everything. He knows the beginning. And Brother Eric, He knows the end. He knows all in between. He is an all-knowing God. The devil is not omniscient. He doesn't know everything. You know what he knows? What you let him know. He knows it when you say, I just don't know if I'm going to make it. That's why you got to speak in faith. He only knows what you let him know by your words, by your actions, by the things and the way you live on a daily basis. 
There's some, there's some folks that the devil, he, 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 he knows, he knows that he's got, he's got to work overtime because they walk in faith and they speak in faith and they walk in the word of God. And even though they're like Job, though he slay me, yet will I serve him. Hallelujah. You see, you, you can't, you, you, the devil doesn't know everything about you. Quit. Quit, you know, don't, don't believe that for a minute. He'll try to make you think he does, but he doesn't know everything about you. He can't read your mind. The devil can't read your mind. Listen to me. That's why when you have an evil thought, conquer that thing before it escapes your lips. Conquer that thing before it comes in action in your life. When you have something that comes against you in your mind, and the devil does work on the mind, but he works on the mind through the eye and the ear. The Bible's, oh yeah, y'all got time tonight, I'll give you a little word. The Bible said your eye is the light of your body. Whatever goes in here, if it's evil, it, it corrupts. If it's good, it, it does good stuff. Same thing right here. Be careful of ears what you hear. Be careful of lies what you see. Y'all want me to preach tonight or mess around? Alright, I am. That means that you can't watch bad stuff. That means you can't listen to the wrong stuff. That means you can't engage in the wrong things. Look, let me tell you something. There was none of that stuff in my house when I was growing up. Amen. I don't think everything on the radio is bad. I'm going to tell you, some of this stuff they call music nowadays, my God have mercy. Help us, Jesus. Amen. But, but, but you see, be careful what you put in here because that affects your mind. That affects your heart. My eye, my eye, listen, this is Bible. My eye affects my heart. You ever read that? That's in the Word of God. My eye affects my heart. What I see, and that's the only way the devil can get through to you. That's why he puts all this junk out here, and he tries to make you believe, oh, that's okay. Oh, everybody's doing that. Oh, that's okay. You, you're you okay doing that now, because that's tolerable. Everybody can do that now. And you, you he, he lets you hear and see, and, and your senses, your feeling. He sees all that, and he works on all of that. But he can't read your mind. So he is not omniscient. Somebody say he is not omniscient. So God's got two up on him. God is omnipresent and God is omniscient. God can be everywhere at one time. Thank God He can be at my house, and Ronnie, He can be at your house, and Everett, He can be at your house, and Jimmy, He can be at your house. Thank God we don't have to take times with God. God can be at all places at all times, because He's God. He is the omnipresent Spirit, and He is the omniscient God. Here's another one. The devil is not omnipotent. Everybody say omnipotent. That means he don't have all power. <laughs> oh, no, he don't. There's only one that has all power. And Jesus said it this way. You can read it for yourself. 
All power. Somebody shout all power. All power, Jesus said, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I, if God, if he's got all power, I'm here to tell you the devil don't have the power. He don't have the power to do anything that God doesn't allow him to do. He could not even touch Job until God allowed him into Job's life to tempt him and to try to, to cause him to turn away from God. I've come to preach to you on a Wednesday night. My God is omniscient. My God is omnipotent. And my God is omnipresent. The devil has none of those qualities and therefore he is not as great as my God and your God. Because God knows my heart. He knows where I'm going. He knows where I've been. He knows what I'm thinking. And he's going to take care of me. That's good stuff whether you believe it or not. Hallelujah. Let me hurry. So Satan, he's got power, but he's none of those things. He can only go as far as God allows him to go. That's why this scripture's in the Bible. The scripture that says, with every temptation, God will make a way of escape. That's why it's in there. Because the devil can't go but so far. The Antichrist will come with power. The power of Satan. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. I hurry now. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Somebody say lying wonders. You know what he said? He said in the last days they're going to come they say he's there. I read it to you. I read a little bit of it and talked about it Sunday morning. They're going to say Christ is over here. He said don't go. He said he's over there. Don't go. Because that's not really him. Here's, here's, here's what the word of God says. That he's going to come. Satan is with signs and with power and with lying wonders. Lying wonders. But you can't be deceived. The devil, the devil is doing, he's a deceiver. From the beginning, he's a deceiver. He started that with Adam and Eve, and he's never quit being a deceiver. The, the Bible said the devil is a murderer and a liar. In John chapter 8 and verse 44, the Bible said, Jesus talking, you are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and a boat not in truth, because there is no truth truth in him. And when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. Ladies and gentlemen, quit listening to him. Quit letting him hop up on your shoulder. Quit letting him tell you the junk that he's trying to put in your path. I want to tell you, you need to stand up and declare the Word of God and know that the battle is on and that God is going to see us through. I want to tell you what I believe. I believe you can defeat your enemy. Anybody believe that? You don't, you don't have to go down and defeat. You can defeat. The Bible said in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 27. I love this scripture. It said, neither give place to the devil. Say that with me. Neither give place to the devil. You can't let him in your life. 
You say, how do you, how do you give place to the devil? You go certain places. You get involved in certain things. You have certain people in, 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 in your life. Amen. Let me tell you, alcoholics used to be alcoholics. Can't go belly up to the bar every night and not drink. I'm sorry. That ain't going to happen. Drug addicts can't hang out with drug addicts. If you've been a drug addict, you can't hang out with drug addicts. That's not a good environment for you. You can't give place to the devil. You can't let him into your life. Y'all got quiet on. That's why you got to pick your friends wisely. You got to love everybody, but your close friends have got to be people of faith. They got to be people that believe the word of God. Are you with me? I could go a long way right here. I could say a lot of stuff. The Bible said neither give place to the devil. You can't give him an inch in your life because he'll take a mile. If he ever gets in, just a foot in the door of your life, he'll wade right on in there. And he'll cause more havoc than I can tell you on this Wednesday night. You can't give place to the devil. Say it with me again. Neither give place to the devil. You see, I've watched people that just gave place to the devil. You can give place to the devil in your spirit and in your attitude. You can let him in just for a moment. And the first, let me tell you about him. He's never going to be satisfied with just a little room in your life. He'll move in. Look at your neighbor and say, that preacher's preaching good stuff tonight. I know it. I am. It's not, it's not something you hadn't heard before, but it's something you need right now. So, so let me hurry. Let me hurry. Here's what. Here's what James said in his writing, James 4, 7. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. This is the way you win. Submit to God and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I read that scripture today. First step is submit to God. God, I can't do this on my own. I can't, I can't walk this walk by myself. I can't do this by myself. I gotta have you. My will is submitted to your will. Submission is the first step to being a successful child of God. Hello. He said, submit yourselves therefore to God. And then when you do that, you stiff arm. You resist the devil. And he will flee from you. But he didn't stop there. Watch what verse 8 said. Because he said this. Draw nigh to God. Somebody say, draw nigh to God. in, In our vernacular, that's simply this. Get near God. Draw near to God. And the Bible said, he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Here's the way you win. You submit to God, you resist the devil, and you get close to God. You get relationship with God. When you get close to God, that means you want to talk to Him every day. That means you want to read His letters every day. That means you want to converse with Him on a daily basis. It's talking about not religion, but relationship. And knowing Him. Knowing that when 
you whisper his name, he comes. And knowing that if you need him in the night or the day, that he's there. It's drawing near unto God. Has anybody in this building ever found out that the nearer you draw to God, the nearer he gets to you? Does anybody believe that tonight? You start praying, you start feeling the presence of God. You get to praying on a daily basis, you get near God. And guess what? God gets near you. That's in the book. John said in 1 John 4 and 4, year, year of God, little children have overcome them because, and I love this, because, because, here's the reason, greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you. How many of you believe the Lord is in us? Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. You can win. Your faith has to fight for you. Your faith will defeat the devil. Peter said in 1 Peter 5, I'm giving you a lot of word tonight. He said, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. But he didn't stop there. He said, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. In other words, when that old lion starts pacing, when that old devil starts coming around, he said, resist steadfast in the faith. You just got to stand tall. There's sometimes you just got to bow your neck and say, you lying devil. I refuse to believe your lie. I refuse to listen to your voice. You can pace and you can be ready and you can be on the prowl. But I today choose to be full of the Holy Ghost and fire. I refuse to live that life. I refuse to go down that path. I resist you. I rebuke you. I I come against you in the name that is above every name. There is no name that the devil is more afraid of than the name of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Just tell him where he's going. Tell him what's going to happen to him. The Spirit of God is your defense. Isaiah said it in 59 and 19, so shall thy name, thy, they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. Here's what Isaiah said way back in the Old Testament. He said, when the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord. This is why, ladies and gentlemen, it's important for us to stay full of the Holy Ghost. I pray today, God, whatever you do, let me be full of the Holy Ghost. Let me, look, you can't get the Holy Ghost one time in your life and that to be a last. No, 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 no. The Bible said you're saved by the washing of regeneration and the renewing. The renewing. Somebody say the renewing. That's why you gotta have a prayer life. You gotta be renewed in the Holy Ghost. But the Bible said, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard. That's a wall against him. There's going to be a wall lifted up because you are full of the Spirit of God. How do you fight him? You fight him the way it is in Ephesians chapter 6. I said it to you a few minutes ago about putting on the whole armor of God. 
And then, ladies and gentlemen, when you're full of the Spirit and you got your armor on, you got your faith intact. When you resist Him, when you stand up to Him, here's what the Bible said in Psalms 34 and 7. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about that fear Him and delivereth them. Delivereth them. There's a way to whip the devil. There's a way for God to win in your life. Some of you in this room tonight, you've been fighting the same old battle over and over and over. Some of us have, have different issues in our life. But you've been, you know, you're weary. And you feel like throwing your hands up. Don't throw your hands up. Number one, don't speak in fear. Speak in faith. Don't let the devil know what you're thinking. When you leave this building tonight, you just say, you know what? <laughs> I'm believing that God has got everything in control in my life. I've, t- I've submitted my will to His. I've resisted everything the devil's come at me with. Look, if you lose your job tomorrow, He's still God. If you get sick with the flu this week, He's still God. If your finances are all gone next week, He's still God. He said, I won't ever leave you and I won't ever forsake you. It's just a little valley and just a little trial. Don't let the devil manipulate you and maneuver you into a place where you speak against God. I hear people every once in a while say, well, I'm mad at God. That's a dangerous place to be. Don't get mad at God. Get faith in God. And say, God, though you slay me, yet will I serve Him. I'm going to stand here till it's all said. I'm waiting on the change to come. I'm going to live for God no matter what. Anybody in this room can defeat the devil in your life if you'll get faith in God. And in this word, shall we stand all over this house? Ah. Ah! I feel like whipping the devil barehanded. Sometimes I feel like I can storm hell with a water pistol. Hallelujah. You don't have to be a loser. You don't have to walk in defeat. You don't have to let the devil push you around. Quit letting the devil push you around. Quit letting him mock you. Quit letting him talk to you that way. Put him in his place. There's one word he can't stand. It's called Jesus. Hallelujah. For the name of the Lord is a strong tower where the righteous run into it and say, You want some scripture? Here's what it is. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Let me tell you something. There's sometimes I just ride down the road in my truck and I don't say anything else, just Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, it'll drive the demons out. It'll heal your body. It'll give you faith. Jesus, there's just something about that name. Principalities of power. Here's, look, listen, there's a lot of things I didn't preach tonight. Here's one of them. The Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. This is not about humanity. This is about principalities and powers of darkness and rulers of darkness in high places. This is, this is a spiritual warfare. Are you with me tonight? And he said this, and I'm closing with this. Ushers, come on while I'm getting, while I'm closing. Here's what he said. The weapons of our warfare. Say it with me. The weapons of our warfare. Everybody in this room say that right there. The weapons of our warfare say they are not carnal. Just go ahead, Brother Nicky. I'll catch you in a minute. 
Just go ahead, guys, receive the offer. They are not carnal. They're not machine guns and butcher knives and machetes. They're not tanks and swords and shields. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We're not fighting like they did in wars in this earth in times gone by. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. You can't whip a spirit with a machine gun. You can't whip a demon with a machete. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Hmm. I hope you get it. I hope you take it out of here with you. You can't win. Watch me now. You can't win if you don't pray. And you can't win if you don't serve God. He'll manipulate your life and run your life and run you ragged. And lie on you and cheat on you and steal from you and kill you and destroy you. But if you stand up in faith and in the power of the Spirit and the name of Jesus Christ, He can't stand it. Everybody say, I can win. You believe it? I can win. Well, I, I've been fighting. I'm telling you how to fight tonight. I'm telling you how to do it. You can't whip him with your fist. You can't whip him with all this other stuff. You've got to whip him in prayer. You've got to whip him in faith. You've got to whip him with the Word of God. That's why you've got to let this fall across your 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 life every day. Every day. If you can't read it, listen to it. Amen? Every day. God bless you tonight. Hope I've helped you. Hope I hope you take this home with you. I told you Sunday the greatest thing that you could, greatest compliment you could ever pay a preacher is not come up here and say, oh boy, that was good preacher. That, that, that's not what it's about. What it's about is getting a hold of the horns of the altar and saying, God, I'm a winner. I'm going to do it in the name of Jesus Christ and resist everything that the devil throws at you. <laughs> Hallelujah. God bless you tonight. I love you. I'll see you Sunday, and we're going to have a Holy Ghost time. Don't you miss.